0: Do you ever feel like listening to dark and fucked up things? Well, we will give it to you. My dark hour, my dark hour, my dark hour is your dark hour, too. With Morgan, With and, Morgan and, Carrie. and Carrie. We
1: could spend minutes just reading Ann Rule book titles. <gasps> We're
0: not going to today, but we could. And they're bananas. They're like so They're great. so bad. No, they're amazing. They really just fit that whole Ann Rule vibe. We may need to talk about the fact that
1: Ann Rule worked at Foster High School in Tukwila. did her husband. We, he
0: died while he worked he there. Um, he so we we have a we We got a connection. connection. What's her, wait, what's her connection? Well, okay, so she was convinced, convinced, that the Green River Killer was stalking her. Oh, God. I know. And then, when, which we'll get into later, when they actually caught the Green River Killer and they saw what was going on, they said, hey, were you stalking Ad Rule? And the killer said, no. (laughs) And they said, are you sure? Did you go to her book signings? And he went, Ann Rule is not my type. Literally said those words. Ann Rule, she died
1: recently in the last two years, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think she was a little nutty. I mean, I, I think there was her family seemed very dramatic and problematic, and I, really? I don't really, yeah, there mm. there was some stuff. So I think she, I think she was a little nutty.
0: You gotta spill that hot tea for me later. I, I have to research it. Uh, I just read a book by her daughter. Uh, Leslie Rule, which also shares the name with one of the Green River Killer victims, which is kind of weird. Leslie Ann Rule. Is that her name? Mm, Yeah.
1: No, Linda Rule. Oh,
0: fuck. Well, close. Anyway. uh, But I just read a book by her that was called Ghosts Coast to Coast. Or no, Coast to Coast Ghosts. Sorry. Um, That's right. And uh, it was surprising. It read a lot like an Ann Rule book. Shocker. I know. Anyway. Okay, so
1: and and Rule, D two are there. Um, Ann Rule. So th- this is gonna be victims part two. Victims. We part two. Didn't even scratch the surface last time, so we mm. we may have to be a little more choosy. Yeah. And then who we talk about? Do
0: you remember where we left off? Do we leave off with Denise Bush? Uh no, we left off with Becky yeah. Marrero. No, Sean De Summers. No no, oh, Becky no, no. no. Marrero. Becky Marrero. Who's who is even next? <laughs> Who's next? God. Uh, well, we can talk about
1: Sandra Gabbert. Sandy. Which, okay. Sand, e. Sand hyphen, hyphen e. E. e.
0: Yeah. Who? Okay. This, she, her picture grips me because it literally looks like someone now. Like she looks like a person right now. She actually reminds me
1: of one of my TAs at Foster. Oh, shit i will not give names at all but there's a student that she kind of reminds me of we'll talk later um yeah so she so she. wait was, what does the
0: name start with
1: no, no 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 No. just give me the first initial no f- so sandy gabbert was uh she disappeared april 17 1983 she was white i believe she was 17 that feels 17, 17 18 that feels right to me there, I don't know a ton about her. She was she was a prostitute. I'm, like, known to be a prostitute. Her parents knew she was. She went missing. And what's interesting about her to me is where she was found. So she was found on Star Lake Road, which is in Auburn, mm. which is right by where my mother-in-law lives. And that's one of the ways I bonded <laughs> with Ivan. Was the weird, like We're not even dating yet. And driving over to his mom's house, he said, Oh, they're... Was a Green River Killer dump site on this street, and, I was and like, you knew
0: it was love. I know. I was like, oh, I'm
1: gonna marry <laughs> this guy. So yeah, so the Star Lake Road dump site is—I pre- think it's the biggest dump site. I think there were the most bodies found there, and it's—we need to go there at some point. It's very spooky.
0: Ooh. And
1: the problem with it is—is is all the books I read, I can never quite pinpoint where they're talking about. So Star Lake Road is sort of this windy road that goes down into the Kent River Valley or the Green River Valley. And there, so there's a huge ravine on one side of the road. And that Ooh. was always where I pictured the bodies had been sort of rolled down there, which you would never fucking find them. I don't know how any of these people were found, if that's the case. But then I've read other reports that kind of place them on the other side of the road, which is actually where my mother-in-law lived. She was on that side Shit. of the street, which is fucked up. And then some reports have placed the bodies farther down the hill. So I'm very confused about where she was found anyway, but she was found in that general area. And the thing that's interesting about her is she was found, her body was found, um, like, nose to nose with a dead dog. <gasps> that's her? Yeah. Ugh. So her
0: skeleton was, like, lined up with a dead dog. Although, they- can, I, I just wouldn't need to say this. If, like, there is one kind of creature on this earth that I would want to be lined up nose to nose with when I die. Be a dog. It would definitely be a dog. This But I is... wanna know what's going on there. Well and, and
1: that's another thing. That's this is something that shows up in once again, Green River running and excuse me. The search for the Green River killer and then I I do see mention of the dogs and the dog in other books, but no one can really figure out why it's possible that it was just coincidence that it just happened to be a dead dog there and then this body Sort of comes to rest next to the dog, because the Green River Killer is denied killing a dog. Yep.
0: So yeah. and then he could be lying. I don't know, but he said it's a, the in defending Gary. That was the thing was that it was a complete coincidence. Sorry, I'm like moving around a lot, but it's because this I just put on this sweatshirt that I found on the floor and it smells like raw meat and it smells like, like raw meat like raw meat. Yep. How the fuck is that possible? I have no idea. Anyway, sorry. Oh, okay.
1: That's that's all
0: I really have to say about Sandy Gabbard, but but interesting, super interesting. I really want to know what's behind that dog, cause like that the odds of that are so slim. Like that wouldn't that couldn't be possible.
1: But it's the same one with that Amina Agashev, that she her body just happened to be found <sighs> with a bunch of other Green River killer bodies, but he denies killing her.
0: I was thinking about that today though too. There's no fucking way that she's not. A part of that but why would he not admit to it but how like what are, what are seriously what are the odds that like just some random person random ass person ends up killing someone and then putting her right near all these other bodies but he but she was taken first so really if the green river killer didn't kill her then her body
1: was already there and he's the one who put the other bodies next to her Okay, so so anyway, moving on. Who do you wanna who do you wanna talk about next? I want to talk about Kimmy Kai. Kimmy Kai Pitzer.
0: Kimmy Kai motherfucking Pitzer. taken on the same day as Sandy Gabbard. Yes, by April the way. April fourteenth, nineteen eighty three. Seventeenth. Seventeenth. That's where at least that's what this book says. Uh oh. Okay. Well. That actually is my first fact. So Kimmy kai Pitzer was 16, and there's some discrepancy about the actual day that she was taken. Mm. Definitely happened in mid-April. And um, I think, like you mentioned uh, in the last episode, this is like a time when there's a lot going on. Yes. Right? Like, this is like a really intense time for this killer where it's happening a lot. Well, if you're looking
1: at the dates of the killings here, that's March 3rd, March 8th, April 10th, April 14th, two taken on April 17th. May 3rd, yeah. May 22nd, May
0: 23rd. So it's like.
1: That's I, I a mean, lot of murders right, happening between in a very two, short amount of time.
0: Two and four in a month. I mean, like, that's crazy. Oh,
1: I mean, I think in April there was. Five, were there five, well, eight? yeah, four. Yeah.
0: Shit. Well, so um, Kimmy Kai, mm-hmm. this is another one that really stood out for me in the Anne Rule books because they she talks about this image of. Kimmy Kai Pitzer being this like really wanted baby like her mom really wanted her mm-hmm. and she um, sewed her little like embroidered her little initials in all yeah. of her clothes which like that made me feel really sad. What did her name mean? Ugh, shit! I don't remember. It's like a Hawaiian name. Wait, do I have it here? Um, no. Oh god. So okay, this is so this is what I learned. So she was born Kim Kimmy Kai Reichs. In Minneapolis, Minnesota. And her parents were, like, were born and grew up there. Um, somewhere, I don't know if it was in this book or in Ann Rule's book, it talks about her being born in Hawaii, but that is a lie. That is a straight-up lie. She actually, they just had a friend who is Hawaiian and was like, hey, you should name her Kimi Kai. So her mom married her stepfather, whose last name was Pitzer, and she ended up taking on the stepfather's name, the family, this is interesting, has since changed their name. Really? So they are no longer Pitzer because of all the harassment that they received after her murder. Fucking harassment? Yeah. Who was harassing them? I don't know. You know how people get all crazy after a murder? I mean, probably the media also, oh, God. you know. So, okay, Kimmy Kai left home in February of 1983. So that's only two months before yeah. she was killed. And the reason that she left home was because her stepfather chose to raise the family as Mormons. And she was not having any of that.
1: I didn't know any of that. Yeah, okay. right?
0: Apparently, also, he was really violent. And she was, like, not... She was, like, not gonna put up with that in the house. And so she left. So this is, like, the other kind of weird thing. Like, the only picture of Kimi Kai... Like, how old do you think she is in is that this picture? Is this one? Yeah. 13? Maybe. And 12. it's such a weird... There's such a weird look on her face... And like... But yeah, this is... She looks like a little tiny kid. Most of the
1: victims, there's at least two photographs that you can find. Right. She... This one... This is the
0: only picture. There is... There's nothing. Kimikai's family, they had no contact with her for over a year, and then they were notified that she had been murdered. And this is what happened. She moved with her boyfriend to Seattle. Oh, wow. The same story that we've been telling the entire time. And then... Her boyfriend, his name was Stephen Smith, he was 21. So he was five years older than her. And, of course, started pimping her out. Same old story. As He's all a- good
1: boyfriends do. Can you Can right. imagine your fucking boyfriend in high school being like, so I've been thinking.
0: <laughs> how would you feel about making some cash on the side? Yeah, I mean, and what- you would immediately be like, Fuck you. Fuck you, we're breaking up?
1: I don't know. Which is,
0: that's why this whole thing is so fucked up. Like, but okay, this is the other side of the coin, which I totally can understand. If you think back to like how much control your boyfriend had over you in high school. Oh, like my I high school know. boyfriend, which I just showed Carrie a picture of in my yearbook because I found it in the garage. He was such a dick and was super mean to my parents. And I just was like, uh, yes, Whatever. Like, no, looking back, I should have been like, ew, fuck you. Like, leave me alone. You can't be nice to my parents. But so, like, I can just imagine what these girls are going through. Like, oh, I love him, you know. But it's like, ew, don't go along with him. They're evil. Anyway, um, so they were walking together on April 14th or 17th. There's a dispute. And um, Kimmy made eye contact with a man in a green pickup. He pulled around the corner to pick her up. And then after the GRK was caught officially, Stephen Smith, her boyfriend, identified him as the man. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of instances where this guy was seen, and then after he was caught, they were People like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I know that, that guy. was totally him. I know, yeah. So Kimikai's skull was found five days before Christmas, and her skeletal remains were found a year later. At Mountain View so, Cemetery in yep. Auburn, which mm-hmm. I've never been to. But we should make a visit. See, we're going to, like, at, we've we talked about this every week. We need to just go and we need to do, like, a, a photo trip. We do. We'll post it. Anyway, so so her skull and her bones were found separately. Kimikai's mom, who spent all that time embroidering her clothes, which makes me so sad, said that she knew something horrible had happened to her and that her murder, like, wasn't really a surprise, and she said that she, at least now she knew, after she found out she was dead, she knew that at least now she wasn't cold, hungry, or in pain, which that. is, like, super depressing. And, uh, speaking of Anne Rule, Anne Rule ended up paying for her headstone. That's right. Yeah. Well, go Anne Rule. Do we know where the headstone is? Um, It's in eastern Washington. Somewhere. I know, because, like, maybe that's where she ended up living? I don't know. I thought they lived in Minneapolis, but maybe not. Maybe they ended up moving to Eastern Washington. That's a, a detail I probably should've learned.
1: There's holes in, in, in our knowledge here.
0: Well and you know, I think there's holes in like the narratives of all these girls yeah. too. Major holes. I mean there were ones that like I literally could find no information about. And that's yes. sad. There's nothing that exists about you.
1: Or is it? I don't know. Yeah, I mean we true. talked about this that's last a good line. point. Like, I don't know if it's good to be famous for this. No, no. I I, I would rather die and be forgotten than to be remembered yeah. in this way. Yeah, that's true. I don't good know. point. I don't know. Uh well, the next one is an important one, maybe the most important one, which is Carol Christensen. Mm. She's interesting, uh, for a variety of reasons. So many reasons. So many reasons. Um so she was taken. May 3rd, 1983, and her body was found very soon after she disappeared. I think, like, two days after she disappeared. Uh, she was found May 8th, so
0: five days. Okay, five days. Yep.
1: And she was found dressed in Maple Valley. Yep. Um. And But she had, what
0: was it, a fish over, a paper bag over her head, yep. a fish on her neck. Okay, there were two fish. One was over her throat, and then one was over her left breast. Okay. She had ground meat in her hands, uh-huh, which and, were crossed over her, like, over her chest. Okay. And a bottle of
1: Lombrusco in, like, in her crotch, right? Like, yeah. kind of sitting between her legs. Uh huh. She was found by a family who was mushroom picking. Yes. So those kids are fucking traumatized scarred, right? <laughs> forever. Yeah. Cool.
0: yeah. Yes. And when. And they thought it was a mannequin. Ugh. Which is even more creepy. Like, the, they're like, oh, look at that mannequin in the wood. That's creepy. And then the dad walks up and it's like, oh, no, that's a dead person. That's a person. That's a
1: human. Ugh. I just gotta chill. What's interesting to me is they knew, or they at least suspected this was the work of the Green River Killer immediately, even though it, it had nothing in common besides being the woman
0: being strangled with any of the other victims. You know what I heard? What? And you can totally. Just shoot this down. But I heard, and I'm not sure if this is verified, that during an autopsy they found a rock in her vagina.
1: Oh, no, I think that's true. <gasps> it is true? I think that's true. Maybe, oh, maybe that was Maybe the that's how they knew. I think that's in here, actually. Ooh. Maybe that's how they were like, oh, yeah, this is definitely the Green River Killer. Oh, God. So... She was important because she was found so soon, mm-hmm. so there was semen in her, yes. which comes into play later. Yep. And she was not a prostitute. And she's, I think, maybe the only victim that they're sure was not a prostitute. Right. Right? I, I think everyone else, like, there was at least a little bit of, of ties to that world, but mm-hmm. she was not. And she was a waitress. She was 21. She had a five-year-old. Yeah. Who I've seen give interviews as an adult now. Right. And so there was a suspicion that she knew him, that she knew the killer, which did turn out to be true.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. So, yeah, and that was a, a sign that he was starting to stage his victims, which is the only time he ever did that, as far as I know. I don't think he ever did it again. Right? Was there anyone um, else he did it with? Nope. So that was She strange. was the only one. So everything about it was weird.
0: Although later on, when they end up catching who the person is... There's, and which we'll definitely have to talk about this, but there are some details that come out that, where it kind of makes, I mean, the, his choices with this one make a little bit more sense. But he, ch- he does, but he staging. also changes his story he about does. what was happening here. He does, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's true. Yeah, only 21 years old. Ugh. And it was her second day of work at, at the tavern. Yeah. June. Just started a new job. Yeah. Which, like, is hell enough, starting a new job. Like, you and just feel so shitty all the, the time. Worst. Yeah. So then you leave your second day and get murdered. Yeah. Sweet. It's oh, sweet. So up. awful. So bad. But Carol Christensen is a really important figure in this whole thing. Yeah. Who else do you want to talk about? I want to talk about Cheryl. Cheryl Wims. Go. Cheryl Wims. Okay. I am obsessed with Cheryl Wims. Okay, Since my research... Okay, so Cheryl Wims was 18. She was last seen May 23rd, 1983 in Central Seattle. The CD, yes. She was found March 22nd, 1984. So, like, almost a year later in the Little League field that we talked about last time. And so, initially, that was, like, the thing that really drew me to her. Again, I think, you know, it's, like really interesting when it's close to your home so she was killed on her 18th birthday which is really awful she was on her way to like she was going to pack highway to pick up a birthday gift that like another girl had for her she was just becoming an adult and i have to read this Anne rule the way Anne rule describes her oh please i had to it. share it because it was please like one of the it. most ridiculous ones Anne rule describes her as a softly pretty girl with a shy look about her. And it's so, like, it's so dorky, but it's kind of true. She actually does look sort of shy. Although, but not in this picture. Not in the one. I know, in in that one. But there's one where she, like, the picture, in the picture, she kind of has wide eyes. She looks kind of fucking terrified in that picture. Like, someone surprised her. Which really disturbs me also. We also need to talk
1: about Anne Rule's tendency to really focus. Did we talk about this so many? Focus oh my god, on the way no. the victims looked? Oh my all god. All the time. That's all she talks about. And every single one of them she describes as pretty. And if yeah. she doesn't, she makes a point to sort of say well, they may not have been pretty, but they were still attractive.
0: Like, what the <laughs> yeah. fuck are you doing? I know. This doesn't have any bearing on anything. It's very weird. It's super weird, which makes it all the better for reading.
1: Like... All I can imagine, though, is, okay, so I imagine I get killed when I'm 16. So my horrible, you know, sophomore year class picture gets plastered and gets put into this book. And then I have someone like Anne Rule talking about how attractive or not attractive (laughs) I am. I'm like, come on. That's not even fair. Like, that just feels fucked
0: up. So I I was really goth. And so I can just imagine her being like... Her dark locks fell around her yeah, pale face. Yeah, that's exactly what she would do. <laughs> which was kind of chubby, but she had lost six pounds since Christmas. But she, she, she always <laughs> did that. She was very focused <laughs> on their weight. I know, too.
1: so focused any on their the, weight. Any of the victims that are even remotely overweight or had been overweight, she talks she about. She makes a point it. of it. I'm like, I know. Dude, <laughs> I know. It's really God. inappropriate, and I really don't like it. But Rule. Old. I mean, because she died. What we just talked about this two years ago. Yeah, and I think she was eighty-three. Oh shit! So but that means when she wrote this, she was probably seventy-three. Oh shit! So
0: she was. So like, she's just like a holdover from like she was of a different era. Yeah,
1: but you know what? I'm just non sequitur here a little bit. My parents do the exact same fucking thing. Really? Yeah. Any any girl, woman, whoever that they meet, they make a point of talking about their attractiveness. Seriously? Yeah. Like
0: what? Like give me an example. I, I, Oh God, can I even give an example? They would be like, oh, she's real good looking. That kind of thing. They won't they do it like that, not in
1: a sexual way. But yeah. both my mom and my dad will be like, well God, she's a really attractive girl. <laughs> That's like, so weird. It's so weird. I'm like, and? Why are we oh talking about this? But they don't do that with guys. Ever. <sighs> It's uh, really, It's It's just. It's really annoying. It's
0: just like that era. Ugh. It has to be. Oh my god, that's really funny. Okay, so what, Cheryl. What we
1: should have done, oh, we should have gotten the annual description of each of these victims that we could have read before we talked about them.
0: Oh, shit.
1: Oh, well, audience, if you're curious, you can read Green River Running Red and get these. Because I think <sighs> every single victim is described. Physically. Oh, physically,
0: completely, and I mean, I think for some of them, that's the only way that they're described. Yes, like there's nothing about their lives. She just looked at their picture and said, "Hmm, oh. she oh, was a thin man. girl who, you know, took care of herself." Yeah, Oof. it's bad. It's bad. Okay, sorry, um, Cheryl. No, Williams. that's a- <laughs> Keep going. So, uh, Cheryl's mom was a nurse, and um, Cheryl. She said that like she never had any problems with Cheryl at all, except that she was missing. Too much school, which I kind of feel like actually is a huge problem, but that's, I'm not a mom anyway. Um, So she was just really surprised that Cheryl had, had any past in prostitution, but her brother later came out and was like, yeah, she definitely had dabbled in this. Yeah. When she was found, um, she was found near two other Green River victims. One of them still has not been identified, or that's has true? she? No, she was identified, who I Who was think. it?
1: Um, oh, fuck.
0: Because I, I could not, in all my research, I could oh, not maybe that's find not out her. who it was. I can
1: see her picture. Oh, shit.
0: Is it the one in Ann Rule's book where they have the picture, like the recreation? No. Oh. This girl, she was
1: black. The photograph of her, she's like going kind of like, you know, has her hand on her hip and she's laughing and she has like, like a kerchief oh, in her hair. Oh, Yeah. She's young though, I mean, she's 16 or something, They but they identified her not that long ago. But maybe that's, oh, maybe she wasn't found at the baseball field.
0: Okay, well, we'll have to do some research and figure Sorry. that out. No, that's. Wait, but can we talk
1: about the the Little League? This is the last, so we talked about the smells at the Little League? Yeah. We oh, yeah. We did not talk about the fucking the f- leg bone. Yes. You tell about, talk about the leg bone, girl. Oh, man. Okay. So, Little League Field, where we've had the woman with her stroller and the smells, yep. and then the baseball games canceled because of the smells. Yeah. So. This guy is at the baseball field with his dog and his dog goes off in the bushes. This is so comes up. back with a huge fucking bone in his mouth. Like a femur? Yeah. Then the guy's like, oh, that's a human leg bone. Oh
0: my god. And that's Jesus. how they found one of the victims. I love how the dog was like so stoked. I know, just like, like look like, at what yes! I found. Ooh. Oh my god. Dogs can be really disgusting. Okay, so was, wait, so was that, did that belong to Cheryl? I don't know. It belonged to one of It belonged to one of the people, obviously, the little league field, yeah. Cheryl's super interesting to me because of that, because it's, you know, it happened so close to my house. But there there are new developments that we need to talk about immediately. So when I was looking for a picture of Cheryl online, I saw this other picture that kind of looked like Cheryl, but I was like, wait, that's not Cheryl, and I clicked on it. And it was her fucking sister, okay? Now, get this. Her sister's name is Deborah, and she she was older, okay? She went missing in 1990 when she was 30. Yeah. Looked exactly like Cheryl. P.S. From 216th and Pac Highway. Yep. P.S., still when the, before the Green River Killer had been caught, I fucking think he did that. Oh. She's never been found. Yeah. But I really think that he did that. Yes. I think it's very likely. Like, that's so fucked up. No, it's super. Fucked Two up. sisters being killed by the same guy. I'm certain that he killed the sister as well. Like, what the hell? That's just too much. It's too much. Too much for that family. It's too much, universe. Anyway, that's Cheryl. That's Cheryl. Cheryl. So young.
1: The next one I want to talk about is Carrie Royce Roy. Oh. I don't, it's her, R-O-I-S, I don't know how yeah, you pronounce that I name. Yeah, I also don't. So, the first thing you'll notice about her in this book is her date of missing. There is no date of missing. It says summer 1983. Oh. So that's disturbing that, I mean, the rest of these women, despite the fact that they were prostitutes and had kind mm-hmm. of nomadic lives, there's still a date that they disappeared. They're pretty firm, we know they disappeared in this time period. This girl, who was 15, by the way... Just, we don't know. She just disappeared at some point over the summer of 83.
0: Can we talk about her picture, though, too? She looks like like, a, like a movie star, kind of. She does. She's So, Anne Rule talked a
1: lot about how Carrie looked. Oh, she God, was she? very, very pretty. Like, genuinely. I mean, the rest of the girls are sort of normal-looking. Right. Like, the kind of people you would... Just see in your life. Right. She actually looks like some like somebody you would see in like an eighties teen movie.
0: Like right, she's like very and super peppy looking, very cute. Yeah.
1: And what's fucked up is the picture they always have is it looks like a school photograph. Oh,
0: which and, she is so to, sad. and she went to she went to
1: Garfield. <gasps> Shit. At least for one year of high school. So I'm always wondering if this is from Garfield. Oh my, You know it's from Garfield. Oh, so I'd love to go back and look in their yearbooks. So, so she went missing in the summer of '83. She was 15. Anne Rule spends quite a bit of time talking about her. So she was a prostitute and a stripper. Does that sound right?
0: Wait. Her, by the time she was fifteen. Yeah. And her Fuck. her name was Silver Champagne. Oh that's a good name. That's a good name.
1: And she sounds like kind of dated, I'm putting that in quotes, lots of college guys, which ick. Mm. Ick. Like, no one wants to date college guys. Well, and a college guy who's dating right, a fifteen year old a fifteen year old
0: prostitute. Right. You're disgusting. Yeah. Uh so but yeah. like how many fucking men were out there dating these like young girls? I mean oh, like lots. It sounds like it was totally ubiquitous then. Like just an, any man could just go get like Ugh. a preteen off the streets. It's disgusting.
1: She goes missing. I don't know the circumstances. We still don't know the circumstances of her going missing, I don't think.
0: How does no one know where your 15-year-old is? Well, I don't know. No one knows when she goes missing.
1: And, you know, her dad was abusive and her parents were divorced and it's the whole thing. But she was also found on Star Lake Road Mm -hmm. down there. And there's actually the story of when her body was found in one of the books. I can't remember which one. And it was boys down in the ravine. So that's what makes me think it was on the ravine side of Star Lake Road and they saw something round covered in moss that they thought was a football
0: and <gasps> picked it up and it was a it's skull. A skull. Oh. Okay, and but there's more kids who are just totally totally traumatized forever. Yep. So yeah. Shit. Yep. How long after she went missing was she found? A while. I mean, I think at least a year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. god. That's horrifying. I know. Connie Naon. Constance oh, Neon. i totally talking about Connie. You need Neon. to talk about her. She beca- she also becomes important um later on once they've found the killer. Okay. I'm trying to think. What do I know about her? Okay, so she was taken June eighth, nineteen eighty three. Do you remember how old she was? Oh. Oh, man, I feel like she was 18. Because she's another 18. one who, she looks literally 40 in her picture. She does.
1: Although the, the, the full length one of her is, she looks closer to her actual age. Really? I, I think so. Yeah,
0: I just like, I can't imagine her being a teenager. She looks like a grown ass woman. She does. She, what do I know about her? She had a job at a
1: sausage factory, which that's disgusting too.
0: Ew. I
1: don't. Like oh that's horrible. She had a car, which was unusual. She oh. had a Camaro. Whoa. So yeah, I don't know really her backstory, but she had a car. She had a job, and apparently she did prostitution to pay for drugs. Like I think Ugh. she had a heroin addiction or a cocaine Shit. addiction. I don't remember which one, but she so she kind of like dabbled in prostitution to pay for drugs.
0: Okay.
1: And so she was at the Red Lion down on mm-hmm. Pack Highway. I don't know the cross street.
0: It's, uh, it's one.
1: It's 188th? No, it's farther north than that. 180th. But it's also not where it used to be. Okay. Oh, it's not? I don't think so. I think it's moved. So, I and we should look this up. I'm not sure where it was originally. But anyway, it's right, basically across the street from the airport. On, yeah. On Pack Highway. So she left her car in that parking lot. Went out. Who knows why? She called her boyfriend said, I'm going to be home in like a half hour. And then disappeared never showed up and they found her car like a month later in the parking lot a month yeah how
0: why does it take a month to
1: find a car because the cops didn't give a shit i'm assuming (sighs) sorry if there's any police officers listening to this because i think they did give a shit but they didn't realize that she was a green river killer victim right away i think once they realized that this these were serial killer victims i think they cared more but when they were just missing prostitutes i don't think they did give a shit
0: right I mean, in that, I think that's, like, think there that's, There are multiple, it, that's fair, there's multiple I, I instances too, of things that could have been done, like, to mm-hmm. a way, they could, it could have been done so much better, but it was, like, like, there are so many times when you're reading about this case, and you're, like, what the fuck were you thinking? Like, how, how did you not do this particular thing to, like, like, they could have stopped this, like, so much earlier, I think, personally.
1: I do too, but you also have to remember that when all this was happening, like when Connie Neon got taken, the cops did not realize that the Green River Killer was still active. Do
0: I know, but that's also kind of fucking well, stupid. Well, I guess
1: maybe that's not, I mean, there was Carol Christensen, but besides that... They found no bodies. I know. In like a year. I know. And so as far as they were concerned, she was just another prostitute who had sort of wandered off. Like they didn't, I don't think they were connecting it as being a serial killer. So I don't think it was quite as blasé as people made it out to be. It wasn't like,
0: oh, they just like don't give a shit at right. all. Right. No, and I totally get it. But like, I also feel, and I know that they had things, you know, they were coming up against like budget problems and like they didn't really have, like they talked about not having... All these like th- these great things to show for their work because they were working hard, you know. But and so like funding gets cut, and then what do you do at that point, you know? And so I know that they were in like a shitty situation, but there are there are seriously so many bungles that happened that like when we talk about, I think in our Dave Riker episode, like there's so much shit where it's like, how I, I did cannot you even do the entire episode of Dave Riker? Oh I, no, I, we're I doing it. No, yes, we are. I can't
1: talk. About
0: that motherfucker. I will fucking an hour. talk about it then because I am angry. We hold on. I
1: think we can talk about the police response in general, but I cannot just do Dave Riker. Okay,
0: well I'm gonna talk yeah. about Dave Riker for like 45 minutes then.
1: Oh, <laughs> Alright. So okay. yeah, so Connie, so yeah, it took a month to find her car. Um, and then she was her body was found kind of close to Mary Bridget Meehan. Like, on 192nd and... So, South Airport Cluster? Yeah, ish. Like, 24th, whatever that is. Okay. Over there. But, then she'd been buried. She was one of the very few that had been buried. Like, actually... Because most of the other victims had had sort of, like, debris put on top of them, Uh but not really buried. Mary Bridget Meehan was, like, seriously buried. And then Connie Neon... Had, like, rocks, I feel like, outlining her grave. That's
0: right. Which was weird.
1: Yeah. So she was another one that was different from the rest. And mm. Reader River Killer clearly <laughs> felt differently about her than he did others. A lot of the others. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
0: Well. Mary Bello. Mary Bello. Uh, we could talk about her. I would love to talk about Mary Bello. Um, which, oh. in this book, her the mugshot that they have in here... And other pictures that I've seen of her are seriously. I hate to say this because she's a victim, but they are so fucking scary. Okay, yeah. So
1: the the mugshot in Green: The Search for the Green River Killer is terrifying and oh my always, God. It, always really bothered me. But I've seen other pictures of her, and we're totally being Anne Rule right now. We just are. I know we are, but we it's are. really
0: actually a scary picture. It is. But she's really
1: pretty, and I've seen other. She no, she is, and I've seen other pictures of her where I think. She, yeah, so this was an unfortunate photograph, I think, and and as someone who's had many unfortunate photographs taken of me in my life, like, <laughs> oh. I had Same here, I know. I look like like a troll in some photographs. No. Like, mm, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm sympathetic. <laughs> I'm sympathetic to Mary Bello. Like, of all of the victims, I feel the most kinship
0: with her as a person she was kind of um a really good person yeah not kind of she was a good person so interesting and kind of a badass yeah she's totally a badass 25 years old yeah she was older she was and this is weird so she went missing from or she went missing october 11th 1983 from magnolia really yeah so if you know anything listeners about magnolia it is, is a neighborhood
1: in Seattle. Yeah,
0: it's like a super upper-class neighborhood in Seattle. Uh, I mean, it has, where did no, you get that No, it from? has its nasty parts. That I got from, it must have been one of these books. Weird.
1: I don't remember Or that. maybe I, it
0: wasn't. Maybe it was on Find a Grave. That doesn't mean it's wrong, though, necessarily. It was, like, repeated. And I was like, what the fuck, Magnolia? Isn't Magnolia where Kurt Cobain lived, also? No. Uh-huh. No. Uh, no. Where did like, he live? uh down by Lake Washington um oh like in Madison
1: no farther south than that like Madrona
0: is that- oh maybe that's why we yeah. mix it up no no he definitely
1: did not live in Magnolia.
0: okay anyway um so she was oh this is crazy this I think might be where some of her trauma comes from so she was born to a single mom and she was raised to believe that her mom was her sister because like Her mom was, like, really young, and, you know, back in the day, like, you couldn't have a kid. So she was raised thinking that her mom was her sister, and her grandparents were her actual parents. Like Ted Bundy. I know. Don't do that to your kids. So when she—this is fucked up, okay? When she was 10, she found her baby book and learned the truth. Yeah. And then after that, it was, like, done. She couldn't trust anyone. She became super rebellious, which, um, hi, yeah, of course you would. You find out you're living a fucking lie— Like, that's insane. So, um, she ran away repeatedly as a kid. She also struggled very intensely with heroin addiction. And, um, when she was 13, she got committed to Grand Mound, which I had never heard of before. But apparently, it's a training school for girls. What the fuck is a training school? I think it's, like, one of those things where they send you there and you're, like, supposed to become, like, a proper girl. Uh, which sounds, like, does like so shitty. Anyway, she came back two years later and, like, was completely lost. I mean, like, her family was not, they did not have a relationship, which rightfully so, kind of. I mean, like, hello. Oh, guess what? You've been living a lie your whole life, and now we're going to send you away for two years? Bye. Like, that's so ridiculous. I mean, it's, there's, this is the climate she's growing up in. She... Blamed her mom for her really, oh no, holy shit, you guys, this is crazy. Okay, oh my god. Mary Sue's mom, Mary Sue Bella's mom, moved to Arizona, and Mary went with her. She really wanted to meet her father at this time, and her mom told her who he was and like where to go. She went there, and he tried to rape her. That's right. Which is so fucked up. Like, this is what she's coming from. So she, like, totally blamed her mom. She became addicted to heroin cocaine, and she turned to prostitution to pay for it. Now, this is where, like, the badass comes in. So she was totally aware of the Green River Killer. Yep. And she would go out and, like, she was really worried about the younger, more vulnerable girls that were out on the street. She, like, turned in tips to yep. the cops. She did. And so she, like, I felt like she really actually was actively kind of, like, working against him. She was totally, fully aware, but she also refused to quit prostitution.
1: But she had been a prostitute at this point for seven years. Jesus. I mean, that's... Ooh. I've never had a job for seven years. (laughs) Really. (laughs) Like, I've never had a singular job where I worked at it for seven years. Neither have I. Yeah. She, I mean, was quite um, experienced. Yeah. And... Was also really tall, really. I, I that's my memory. Yeah, I and mean, you could tell in the pictures that she was tall. Like and how I, tall? I don't know. I don't have a. I don't have a, a height, but I imagine that must have made her feel more powerful. Yeah, around men because she wasn't little. She could probably hold her own physically, at least kind of. Right. So yeah, that's fucked. So when she disappeared, that's sad because what that meant is that somebody who was fully aware of the Green River killer was right. totally taken in by him. Right. Like didn't know it was him. Right. And that, I think that's what she had told everybody is that she would know. And that's what they all said. Like right. I'll know if I if I get into the car.
0: Well, like somebody. imagine that realization too where it's like you're totally aware and you're actively like trying to protect like younger people like that are you, you feel are more vulnerable than you are and then you just get like it, it happens to you. And you're aware of it. Ugh. God damn.
1: You would only be aware of it for, what, 30 seconds
0: probably? Uh, I don't know. I think it takes way longer to strangle someone. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. It's really, it's really sad. So Mary Bello was, like, I kind of, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't want to say I feel, like, proud of her. But I do. I just, like, I feel like she was just, like, a good person. hmm I feel like a lot of these people were good people. I mean, I shouldn't say it like she stands out for that reason, but...
1: But there's actually stories in these books about her doing things for other people. Yeah. But it doesn't mean the other victims. Right, exactly. we know about the stuff that she did. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about... Oh, God. Delise Plager? <gasps> oh, oh, Jesus. Denise. She's, pop- she's the most sad she's one. the most tragic and depressing yeah. of all of them, and I don't, I don't even think I can do her story justice because I don't I don't remember all the details. Once again, Green River Running Red. If you want to know the full story of Delise Missy Plager, that Missy was her nickname, because it's fucked up. So sad. It's so sad. Like she's she just had a really tragic life, like more and- than anyone should ever have to go through in their life. Yes. And it ended tragically. So it began tragically, like she was twins, I think mm-hmm. she was, and she was dead at birth and then was resuscitated. Mm-hmm. So her brother was fine, she was resuscitated at birth. Then I think her parents were alcoholics and gave her them up for adoption. It was something like that where mm-hmm. they ended up separated. The twins ended up separated. She ended up in foster care. Ugh. And then I think was eventually adopted, but she was hyperactive. They, the implication is that she'd had brain damage, from from maybe like, like the lack of oxygen at yeah. birth I don't know but that she was troubled like she had she had behavior issues and then being in foster care and she right. had emotional problems so she had all of these things that were just awful working against her she ended up getting back in touch with her mother i think as a i don't know as an older teenager maybe and her mother got drunk and then told her that she oh you probably should have just died at birth, that would have been better. Uh
0: God. Although
1: how Anne Rule knows this shit, I don't know. Like, I don't know how Anne Rule is getting this info. Yeah. But this is this is according to her.
0: Still though, it's just like, man, I just oh wanna fucking God. give her a
1: hug. It's horrible. And then uh. she ended but she ended up reconnecting with her twin. Totally randomly as an adult. Weird. Like, she was at a party or something and somebody said, you look just like my friend. (gasps) She meets the friend and it's her fucking twin brother. Oh my god. So they get back into touch. She has a whole bunch... She has a couple kids. Like, I think she ended up having two kids. How old was she? I think she was 22 when she died. The kids were taken away from her. Like I mean, it was just this total cycle of poverty and horribleness. and Yep. And she was... And then just killed. Just killed. Prostitute. Just disappeared. And same thing. And She wasn't, wasn't found for a long time, so she was just missing forever. So there's a lot of those kinds of stories, I feel like, here. Just really sad people dying in the saddest way possible. There's a lot of sort of tangent, once again. But of all of the serial killer movies, The Silence of the Lambs is my favorite because I think it captures that feeling That's more sadness than anything else. Yeah. It's just like, this is just like mournful. Yeah. That to me is the correct vibe that you should have with serial killers. Right. Not titillation. No. Not like Seven, which I fucking hate that movie. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, it's so bad. Like it shouldn't be the glamorous serial killer. It's like, no, this is just fucking depressing. Right. This is just like gross and depressing.
0: Yeah. So. No, I totally agree and it is it's so like it's so sad. I mean, and I think it's I think it's easy to lose sight and I totally do this. I think it's easy to lose sight of the fact that like these people were like humans who had lives and people who like loved and cared for them and yeah. You know, like I think it's with any kind of like murder situation, I'm always so interested in like it's, you know, you kind of have to go like, "Oh, wait a minute. But what when, when you take the time to read about them and, like, learn about their lives. It's just, like, this is so horrible. It's so horrifying that this ever could have happened. And just, like, the shittiest, like, worst thing that could happen. Yeah. To these poor people who have already had just a life of Of hell and shit. I think the last
1: major one that I want to talk about is Kim Nelson. I was
0: going to say, you got to talk about Kim
1: Nelson. Who was taken two days after Delise Plagier. So she was taken uh, November 1st, 1983. I don't know a ton about her life. I'm not really sure anybody does. Mm -hmm. Um, She was 22? I think so. Her nickname was Star, Her nickname was Star. Her street name was Star. She was from Michigan originally. Mm. She had been in Seattle, I think, a week when she was taken. Oh, shit. Uh, Like She knew nothing about the Seattle scene. So the story with her is she was... Her, she and her pimp had hooked up with another couple.
0: Wait a minute, is this another fucking boyfriend pimp? Yeah, of course, of course it
1: is. So she, they hooked up with another couple. So she and this other prostitute, whose name was Paige Miley, were out on one on one forty fourth and Pack Highway. They were sitting at a bus stop right by the Seven Eleven, and. And I remember this vividly that Kim was pregnant. She was like three months pregnant and didn't feel good. Yeah, she felt (sighs) shitty. And it was, you know, it's November 1st. The weather fucking sucks. Yeah. Today's November 3rd and it's And it snowed all day. Yeah. So the weather's shitty. They're out there together. They don't know each other very well, though. Paige goes, I think, oh no, Paige gets picked up. So a car comes, gets Paige, She she goes, comes back, and Kim's gone. So she's like, okay, I'll wait for her to come back. And she doesn't come back. So she's weirded out by this, as you would be. Doesn't know what to do. Goes back to the motel that they're staying in. And she just doesn't come back ever. So then I think it's the next day or the day after Paige is back out on the highway. And a guy comes up to her in a truck and says, hey, where's your blonde friend? Ugh. And this makes Paige feel weird because she and Kim were only out there together for like 10 minutes. Like they were not out there long at the same time. So she realizes that this guy must have seen them together, which means it's likely that he's the one who picked who, her up. Who took her. Shit. Did she go to the cops? Uh, Yeah, she did. She we'll also, have to talk
0: about that one. We will have to talk about that because she also
1: contacted the killer and went out to coffee with him. <gasps>
0: fucking randy's i was wondering if that's that's who it was that's her i'm yeah okay i'm I'm all sure that's her. that gives me chills because every time now when i drive past randy's all i can think about is that that interaction so randy's is this like diner that's right by boeing field that like has this it has like an aviation theme uh but it is like a it's just like a gross like gross diner it looks like it was, like, in an old Denny's or something. It has yeah. that look. Ugh. And they met there. God. Yeah. What was the result of that meeting? I don't know. Um, I will have to
1: research that. I don't remember. Okay. That, so we'll I, have to, I, like, I I need talk about that need to about read that about later. that a little bit. Um, Kim was interesting to me, though, because she was really tall. She was over six feet tall. And kind of strapping apparently like like she was somebody who could definitely take care of herself like she wasn't overweight but she was definitely somebody who was strapping strapping <laughs> like isn't
0: that yeah. that's a term a weird, we're usually
1: reserved for, for men, men? <laughs> like, but I mean, i'm gonna apply it to her because i like it wait
0: what does it even
1: mean uh you strapping. Know, muscular you oh. know sort of tall and muscular oh. i think strong uh, and I like that. I, I like that vision of her because when we when we found out who the Green River Killer was, she was bigger than he was. Like, she was taller than him. She was wow. probably stronger than him and she weighed more than he did. Wow. And so the fact that he was able to kill her is sort of shocking. Right, yeah. And we will get into this later, but there was a victim who fought him really badly. Well, there was there was one who almost got away. Yeah. There was one for sure who we knew fought him and like hurt him, but there was another one who almost got away and they think it maybe was her. Yeah. Because she was so big, right. that she may have been able to like fight him off. That's so sad. And her fucking mugshot is like the most tragic thing ever. So let me see
0: it. Oh, is this the one? Uh, oh, that. So she looks. I hate to say this. Shockingly, like my ex boyfriend. Like she looks like Way. a girl version of him. I'm not even kidding. Wait, the high school? No, not that one. Well, I had. Okay, he was like he was like who I dated my senior year. And then, like, immediately after, like, high school, she looks almost identical to him. And he also was very tall was and he strapping. Dying? He kind of <laughs> had more fat on him. But he was definitely <laughs> strapping underneath. <laughs> that sounds gross. <laughs> underneath it all. Underneath oh. it all. But, yeah, it, like, freaked me out when I saw that. I was like, oh, my God, she looks just like him. But poor Kim. Okay, there are two more people that I want to talk to. Not talk to, talk about. Oh, Mary West. Okay. No, not her. But I could talk about her. No, no, it's okay. She we- makes me, she makes me
1: sad. She just makes me too sad. I don't even want to talk about her. so I know.
0: Her. She so sad. She, lo- she has the sweetest face. I think she's just like the cutest and she was only 16. She was pregnant and she was really early on. She was living with her grandma and she had a like a, her foot was Something was wrong. No, that was Pammy.
1: No, it was Mary West. I think it was Pammy. No, no, no. We need to look this up. Dispute. Mary West had something wrong with her foot. And I remember that she- She is the leg. She, that's her? Yeah. What? Because the Green River Killer talked about it. Like her getting into his truck that she she couldn't get into the truck. Oh my God, no. And then they asked, oh. they asked him if he helped her and he said no.
0: Oh my God, that's so sad. What the fuck is wrong with him? Ugh. Wait, are you sure? And she was and found she was in Stewart Park. Park. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, my God. That makes her, like, ten times more sad. But that's all I know about her.
1: That's, Fuck. That's the extent of my knowledge about her.
0: Uh, okay, well, so she was, she was living with her aunt in the Rainier Valley and was going to go to the store. She was, like, super conscientious. So, like, I don't know. There's not a lot of mention about her no. working as a prostitute. It's kind of shocking and, like, she was she was pregnant by her boyfriend. Like it wasn't like, you know. So it didn't. It just like didn't kind of fit. She was found in Seward Park. This is the detail that I thought was super strange, though. The teachers were all on strike, so she was found by a teacher who was on strike and two students. You know what's fucked up? Okay, that's wait fu- is that's, it wait is fucked it fucked up? Is it fucked up that the teacher is with two students? Yes. Why is that? Why would a teacher be with two students ever?
1: We fucking know the answer to that
0: question. <laughs>
1: Two, I remember that fucking strike. I remember that oh, year. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Because that was the year I was in first grade. And the oh, teachers, shit. the teachers were on strike for fucking ever. Like, they were on strike for, I feel like, three weeks. What? At the very beginning of the year. So I remember me and my oh friend my Rachel God. went to see Ghostbusters in the theater. Oh, that's cool. Maybe it was
0: kindergarten then. I, whatever, it was 84. It was... It was 84. It was 85.
1: Okay, she was found eighty
0: five. That would be, that would be first grade, grade for me.
1: But anyway, but I do remember seeing. Maybe it was Back to the Future. Maybe it was Back to the Future. Oh it, it was God. a classic
0: eighties <laughs> movie that we went to see in the theater because we had the teachers were on strike. They were on strike, yeah, forever. Yep. So a striking teacher found her in Seward Park. Why is there a teacher in Seward Park with two students? Just out
1: of the kindness of their heart. That's
0: messed up. Okay, so that is actually really sad. That really breaks my heart, like, so much. The two people that I wanted to talk to, though, talk... Oh, Why do I keep saying talk to? I'm using the wrong preposition. Talk about.
1: um, The first is Roberta Hayes. Who's not even in the search for the Green River Killer because she was not known to be a victim. Well, she may not have even been killed yet. She...
0: Okay, she she wasn't. When was she killed? February of eighty seven. So she was So okay. That. So what ended up happening was after 85, right? No, 84. 84. It was after 84 everyone thought that the Green River Killer had stopped killing, including the Green River Killer, which we'll talk about later. Um so Roberta Hayes um was 21 years old. She was last seen in February of 1987 leaving a prison no a jail sorry that j- jail and prison are different but she was leaving jail in portland oregon she was found september 11th 1991 over like an enum claw no that's right north of highway 410 is that where enum is that yeah, the enum one Enumclaw, okay yeah. so um she was also known as bobby joe cuz her name was roberta roberta joseph cuz i was like that's a really weird middle name yeah. for a girl anyway Okay, she is the one who shows up in the documentary Streetwise. Yep. Which, again, if you just want to cry, like, really hard for a really long time, you should watch. My husband cried. And he's not really a crier. But there was this one scene in particular that, like, ugh, Dwayne. Mm, yeah. And his dad. Oh, my yeah. God. Anyway, okay, I can't even think about it. Um, so she left home when she was only 12. So she had been on the streets for an, a very long time. Like, when she was still living at home... She had to take care of like all of her younger siblings. So she had to like learn how to cook and clean. Her like mom came in and out of her life, which is awful and sad. Now, okay, this like motherly instinct. So she had five kids, which is like wild, right? That she was only twenty one and had already had like five kids. Um, I think I talked about this in the last episode that, would be that they like had been every single time you had sex. I know when you weren't actively pregnant, you would you would get pregnant again. I know that's. I know. I can't even wrap my head around that. I know. And to be twenty one and I mean like ugh. Jesus, like ugh, is this, life isn't hard enough when you're twenty one. Like so but you can really see this mothering instinct in her, like in street wise. So okay, there's and you can also actually read this book. So there was a young man Is a young man. He's still alive. Um, His name is, what's his name? Justin Reed Early. And he was another runaway that was living on the streets at the same time as Roberta Hayes. And she kind of like took him under her wing and was sort of like a mother figure to him. And so he wrote a book called um, Street Child, an unpaved passage that was about his time on the streets, like being a homeless young person um in the early 80s and you can read about roberta and you know you can see her in streetwise it's really crazy that just a couple years later she was found by the green river killer her uncle at one point said i always got the impression that she found a family out on the streets she was very resigned to that life and like i really feel like that was the impression that streetwise gave to all these kids are out there and they just like they have they really have created these families mm-hmm. and it's so horrifying and sad. Oh my god! You know that was like the life she knew and the life that she stayed with. <sighs> On February seventh, she walked out of jail in Portland for a prostitution arrest, and she wasn't originally listed as a victim of the Green River Killer because the cops thought that that had all stopped after night well, she after eighty four. Wasn't 84. listed as a victim until he was caught. Right. So yeah, I mean, she was found, but was not seen as being a victim. Right. She was found near Claw though, like, near that cluster of all the others. Yeah. But when was that cluster found? Was that late, totally later on? I don't know. I feel like those victims were found really
1: sporadically. Like, they weren't found at the same time.
0: Okay. It wasn't
1: like Star Lake, where they were all kind of found within a similar time. Right. But it was sort of staggered.
0: Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, if, like, if you if you know anything about Claw, it's, like, out in the fucking middle of it's nowhere. It's way... It's
1: not close at all like
0: i kind of can't believe that any uh, people were found at all what are people doing out there i can't believe any of these fucking bodies were found except for the ones in the river like I, I know i don't get it but they were it's really it's really shocking but also i mean and we talked about this last time there still may be like just as many who have never been found and will never be at this point it's been so long right
1: like I mean, I guess they did find one, like, last or two years ago. What? Yeah, 2015, they found one in Chukwila. No. Yeah. What? Do you know the story about that? Uh, no. Do they know who it is? I don't think they do. Shit. But I think it's pretty clear that he told them where to go. Okay. And I can show you where it is. I'm pretty sure I know where it is. It's on the way down to South Center. Oh, crazy. So, I mean, they do still find bodies occasionally, but I think... He has to tell them where they are. I mean, right. I can't remember the last time they found someone accidentally.
0: Right. And there I mean, and there are whole complications with that that we'll get into later too. But yeah, that's nuts that there are that many. And there's one more person that I want to mention too, if you don't mind. Is it the same one that I want to mention? No!
1: We have to fucking talk about her. Oh, we Wait, must who's, talk who about who's her. Who's your person? Patricia. Osborne? No, Yellow Robe. So in the search for the Green River Killer, which is what I'm using to jog my memory, the last page... Of the victims are the victims who they were pretty sure were victims, but that. at this point in time had not been found. So in 1990, there were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight victims who had not been found. I think almost all. I think all it, but all but
0: three. Two. Isn't it? I
1: think it's all but two have been found at, by this point. One of the, at this time, someone who had not been found was, um, a woman called Marie Malvar, who was taken April 30th, 1983. So right in that chunk, like, that was like his frenzied period where he was taking women all the time. So she was Filipino. She was the only, as far as I can tell, Asian victim. Yep. And I think she was 17. Oh God, this story is so fucking crazy. (laughs) This, this story is out of control. So she was taken from 216th and Highway 99, which is where many people were taken from. Same story. She was with a pimp. Pimp saw her get into a truck. Then he saw her struggling in the truck with the driver. Truck takes off. Pimp follows the truck. So this pimp, I will give him a little tiny bit of credit. Oh, that you l- take that credit back. A little bit. Then at least... <sighs> I will say that at least he did attempt to follow the truck, whereas no one else did shit. Yeah. So this guy at least did a little bit of effort to actually try to find her.
0: Yeah, so. true.
1: So he follows the truck, loses it. The truck has a primer spot on the door, which is important because it makes the truck noticeable. So he loses the truck, can't find it.
0: But he sees which way it goes. He does. So he gets he, stuck... Up to 16. Yep, and he gets stuck at the tur- at the light. So the turn signal... Turns red, and the truck just makes it through. Yeah.
1: So he knows the general vicinity that the truck went. Loses it. Goes back to the hotel, waits for Marie to come back. She <sighs> does not come back. Aww. So then, the next day, the, the pimp goes to Marie's father. They go looking, driving around, trying to find this truck in the driveway of a house. And they drive around all day, and then they fucking find it. They find the truck.
0: They find the fucking truck parked in a goddamn driveway of a house.
1: So they're like, okay, shit, there it is. They go to the cops. The Des Moines police, they go knock on the door of this house and this guy comes out. This, you know, 30-year-old guy who says, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have any woman in here. And they believe him. I also want to point out that the Green River Killer is white. The cop was white. And these two, the pimp and the dad, I don't know, actually I don't know what race the pimp was. The dad's Filipino. And I kind of get the feeling the pimp was either Filipino or Latino. Yeah. Not white. I'm just throwing that out there. as just
0: something to think about. Also, Des Moines is a small town, still, and I think it was even more back then. Oh, and very sort of blue-collar,
1: old-school white folk.
0: Right. And so not only were these two white... They also had a history together. They worked at a grocery store together. Oh, that's right. They knew each other. Yeah, so the cop knew this guy and was like, oh, yeah, of course he's telling the truth. Yeah. So the pimp and the dad are just like, what the fuck?
1: They kind of know (laughs) that the daughter is, they think she's in the house. She's actually probably not at this point. And she's just gone and doesn't ever come back. So that is, that was the Green River Killer. That was one of a couple instances where he was encountered by the police. Hey, didn't they find her ID? Oh, that's the next part of it. So I don't know how long later, but at SeaTac Airport in the B Terminal, I even know what terminal it is. Oh, shit. There, what was the story? Uh, The cleaning person found it on the floor. Yeah. Takes it to lost and found. Somehow, this is what's weird. Somehow the police know that it's there, but they never go and pick it up. So it gets destroyed. What? Yeah. So the, the, the ID what was the there and lost and found, but that was their policy, that after three months or however long, they would destroy it. Why didn't the cops go get it? I, ex- exactly. I don't know. So any fingerprints or whatever that were on it, gone. So that's another sort of thing that was strange. And we know why that happened now. But at the time, they were just like, what the fuck? This murder victim, or assumed murder victim's um, ID shows up at SeaTac Airport for no reason. And her body was just... Fucking gone, and she was not found, and she was not found until I believe 2010, which was after the Rude River Killer was caught.
0: And she was found in the the vicinity of Star Lake Road, right? But she was separated from. She was alone, and I, I don't know actually where her body was found. I've read the
1: address, but I can't visualize where yeah. it was.
0: So I think it was around there, but it was separated off by she itself. She was alone,
1: and we find out why later which I guess we can talk about now Uh, but she fought really hard while she was so hard yeah
0: so hard that she like created deep scars on like deep scratches on the killer's arm yeah which he had to cover up with battery
1: acid right and he was so mad at her that he didn't want her to be with anybody else and he also I believe it was her to get her out of the house put her in a trunk that belonged to his son
0: oh fuck
1: like, cause she was small. Ugh. She was a small person, and Jesus like stuck her in like this Christ. little trunk that he later sold at his fucking swap meet.
0: Oh Jesus Christ! So yeah, so she's
1: she's interesting. She's one of the more interesting ones.
0: You know that's why I don't buy things from swap meets, and also I don't eat food from anyone's house. If Dom, I, if I, would... if I cooked for you, you wouldn't eat. No, I would for you. I would with you probably. I trust you. But, like, seriously, Dahmer would, like, make people spaghetti. Mm. I know, but
1: there was, there was probably no
0: people. Girl, th- not, no, but it was cooked with pans that once had people in That's it. That's true. Ugh. There is this great, I shouldn't, say, this sounds fucked up to say this, but there is,
1: there's this great documentary about Jeffrey Dahmer, who's also crazy interesting. Oh my gosh. But the interview, this woman who lived across the hall from him in the <sighs> apartment building, so the interesting thing about Jeffrey Dahmer is that he was white. But he lived in a poor part of Milwaukee, and all the other people in his apartment building were black. So this woman, who I think was older than him, lived across the hall, and they interviewed this woman, and she was friends with him. And she totally talks about how, you know, he would make her food, like, she went over to his house, like, he came over to her house, like, they, like, hung out. And she's very candid about the whole thing, and she's just like, yeah, like, I totally could have eaten, like, a dead person. She's like, I don't even know.
0: Oh, my God. But it sounds fucked up, but, like, somehow coming from her,
1: it's not. Like, she's just, like, very blase about it. It is what it is. And she just talks about, like, how nice he was and how much she liked him and just, like, how fucked up that makes her feel. It's great. I can't believe she didn't
0: know that, like, they didn't know what was going on. It had
1: to have stunk. Oh, it did. And she talks about that, that it fucking smelled terrible. And he I can't remember what, but he had reasons like excuses for why that was okay but that's
0: so fucking dumb it was same thing with john wayne gacy Uh, like when someone's house stinks you need to turn them into the police immediately (laughs) seriously there's no reason someone's house should smell like a dead body ever that's true oh
1: my god that's like when i'm out running and i run by garbage cans that smell like a fucking dead body (gasps) that
0: totally happens Uh, it happened too there's there's one down the street like, you want to go smell it before you no, leave. No, but
1: I'm like, what the fuck is in there? I know. What could possibly smell that bad?
0: A dead body. A dead
1: fucking body.
0: Because it happens. We just a couple years ago, you know, we had that woman who that she met that guy on Match, and they went on a date. And oh, that was kind of Renton. Chopped up her body. Yeah, but he put all the bodies in, uh, or he put all her parts in compost bins in like the in uh, Columbia City. What about? Oh my God, Patricia Yellow. Patricia Yellow, rub. Okay, go. This story's fucked. Okay, so... Again, remember that the cops didn't think that any killing from the Green River Killer was happening after 1984. So, fast forward to August of 1998. Imagine it in your mind. That's not even that long ago, which is sort of freaky. Kind of. In August of 98, Patricia Yellowrobe, who was a 38-year-old woman... Sorry, August 6th is when she was found. She was found laying outside of a junkyard that's just down the street. Like, we literally passed it to get here. It's walking distance from my house, which is so fucking creepy to me. Okay, anyway, so they find her um, laying in this lot, fully clothed. And they thought that she had an... It was like an accidental overdose. Because yeah, they totally had overdosed. they had done an autopsy and found that she had quite a lot of drugs in her system. So they just kind of chopped it up to that. I have another annual description, too. Oh, this one's man. my favorite. She was quite lovely when she wasn't using drugs. So, yeah. Only when she wasn't using drugs. What the fuck? <laughs> um, she's a member of the Chippewa Cree Nation... There were ten kids in her family, but it was, like, super complicated because her parents, like, married and remarried a lot. And all of her siblings, she had, like, a bunch of siblings that were, like, actually pretty successful, but she was kind of the only one who struggled. Like, she struggled with drugs struggled with alcohol, and she was always kind of, like, in and out of the picture. She had three kids, and just, like, nothing was consistent. She wasn't there for them, you know, it was kind of just here and there. Her sister has been extremely outspoken in, like, the wake of all this, and her sister relays how she said she really wanted to live and really wanted to get clean, and unfortunately, that, like, didn't happen. She was thought originally that she was sleeping, Until someone went up and like shook her and found out that she was actually cold, which is really sad. And what ended up happening was in 2003, this is two years after the actual killer was caught, they were driving the killer around and they would stop at these like fake sites and randomly the killer said, "Oh." You know that place that we went to earlier by the McDonald's? And they were like, yeah. And he said, oh, yeah, I I killed a woman there. So it turns out murder that they didn't think was a murder was actually a Green River Killer victim. I, I do have some questions about this. Oh, what are
1: your questions? Well, how is somebody strangled, but you can't tell they were strangled? Yeah. That's confusing to me, because typically... From what I've read,
0: it's very obvious when someone has been strangled. You mean in terms of the bone, like the hyoid bone, hyoid bone being broken. Uh no. Or like in terms of bruising, or bruising and there's like broken blood vessels. Oh, and, and like their tongue yeah.
1: was sticking out, and yeah. it's it, like there there's a look to somebody who's been strangled. So yeah. I think it's strange that they didn't see that here.
0: I wonder how similar though. Like I wonder if a drug overdose has similar things or maybe I mean do you think it's possible that he didn't kill her and he just he's making it up like
1: he read about it
0: no I I actually do think that he killed her but hold on oh did you hear that fart in my stomach fart in your stomach it doesn't count if it doesn't come out uh it was inside it was an inside fart I do think that he killed her he
1: probably did I'm not saying I think he didn't exactly it's just I mean, it is weird. He's such a fucking liar, and this one doesn't really make sense. I mean, it's it's very out of the norm for him.
0: Yeah, it doesn't mean he didn't do it. I'm just. I mean, there are some other details. She was found fully clothed. Yeah. He describes exactly what happened. That's true. But uh, but it's weird. It's definitely weird. And I mean, she she's much older. And he was out of practice of killing at this yeah. point. So maybe that
1: contributes to the weirdness a little bit. I need to wrap it up because I need to go. Okay. Because I'm flying, or maybe not. I don't know. <gasps> it's depending if my plane gets canceled. but oh,
0: shit. Maybe
1: I'm flying out tomorrow.
0: Ooh, we'll have fun. Yep. With a baby on a with plane. With a baby on a plane. <laughs> okay, well, we will come back at you with, I don't what know are we what doing right. next week?
1: Uh the cops. No, are we doing that next? Yeah. What are we the na- investigation, be- oh,
0: okay. Alright,
1: yeah, yeah, you're
0: right. So we'll okay. come at you with the investigation. We're gonna fucking talk major shit about Dave Riker. Dave Riker. Which I'm Representative so excited Riker. to do because I hate Dave Riker. Yep. Uh so yeah. Thanks for listening.